This is Chatterstorm, our Magic the Gathering podcast. But we do go off topic quite a lot, so it's not just Magic the Gathering. You can catch us weekly for new episodes, and if you like what we do, follow us on Twitter at ChatterstormPod. Welcome everybody to the very first episode of Chatterstorm, our brand new podcast. I am with uh, Josh and Sarah, and I'm Sam as well. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're here to you know talk about what we've been doing, uh, games-wise, uh, but mostly Magic the Gathering because that's mostly what we do together. So, how are you guys feeling? How are you guys feeling about this brand new adventure we're about to embark on? Well, you know, I have to say, as uh, first attempts at opening an unfamiliar show are. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was maybe... I'd, I'd put that like a four. I thought that was going another way. I thought you were to be nice to Sammy then. <laughs> I'd put that like a four out of ten. Okay. That was okay. all over the place. But we should keep it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was over the place. We're all quite, um, we're all quite tired. Oh, yeah, we are. Why are we tired? Um, so, whilst this is the first episode of Chatterstorm, we have been doing a podcast called Top Deck Insight for six months now. Mm-hmm. So, we went out and had a little celebration last night, and we're all quite tired now. Yeah, we're all kind of old now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most of the time, we were just complaining about how loud the music was, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. how expensive the I drinks mean, were. I to be fair, we were sat right, right by next a speaker. to the speaker. <laughs> but that, like, we weren't sat there or anything, we... We weren't, we weren't told to sit there. We, we chose that. Yeah, we didn't yeah. see the speaker, though. So, yeah, that was ours, our fault. But <laughs> anyway, um, as we mentioned, you know, we all like Magic the Gathering. We play it fairly often. Maybe yeah. not so much these days. But, uh, you know, have you guys been getting up to much recently with Magic? Other than... Cause, so we, we play Commander every Friday. Yeah. Uh, but, however, we didn't miss the last one. So have we you guys did. had That's anything... Uh... I think I have... I feel like we've all kind of fallen out of love with Arena. Yeah, Arena correct me is, if I'm wrong, yeah. but I I don't feel like I have any desire to play it. I don't either, unfortunately. Like, I still have a um, Strixhaven draft? No, maybe? <laughs> Probably Strixhaven. What a half-finished Strixhaven draft. Yeah. Yeah. It's been. You would have gotten the rewards back from it from now. But, uh, yeah. Yes, so, yeah, I would, <laughs> I would say we're uh, more of a Commander-focused podcast, if that's what you're listening for. Um, we do love Commander, and that is what we play mostly. Mm. Um. So I guess to sort of introduce us to any any of the the listeners and and the new podcast, uh, could you guys go over the very first commander deck that you built? So Sarah, I believe yours was Tesa. Yeah, Tebe. Yeah. Uh, tell us about your Tesa Karlov. Uh, uh, which Tesa is it? First of all, Tesa Karlov. Oh, it's just Tesa Karlov. <laughs> yeah, she's just called Tesa Karlov. Oh, all oh, right. So the four mana one. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. What does she do? Um, she doubles death triggers mm-hmm. and uh, gives all your tokens vigilance and lifelink yeah pretty should, strong I mean commander. I should know by now I should be able to know the card off the heart of my head but that, that's basically what she does mm-hmm. so the deck is just afterlife creatures death triggers tokens tokens yeah, yeah. it's my happy deck it is it's cool why did you uh, why did you go for Tasa? what was the reason do you remember? It was quite a long time ago. Yeah, now. yeah, because I had so Tesla was my first commander deck, but she was also my first deck as well, like standard deck. Yeah. Um, Josh, you found her for me, I believe. I may have. Yeah. I don't <laughs> recall this. Well, you definitely did because in the early days, you sort of found most of my stuff for me because the first time I made a deck, which was dogs and lizards you told me it was really stupid what it was really bad though (laughs) it was a wolf and and like uh, what's the tribe for lizards salamanders it was it was salamanders salamanders. yeah Yeah, so it was a wolf salamander (laughs) tribe sounds amazing it was really great i was a civic it was bad Uh, what yeah it was civic i was trying to think if it had red in it wolves aren't even technically the dogs like there are dogs in magic (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah there are more dogs now though there are more dogs now because of Rin and Seri there was a, yeah there was more dog support in M21 I guess <laughs> yeah. to sort of confirm as well so we started playing Magic during the kind of like War of the Sparks slash M20 mm-hmm. uh, yeah. times yeah. which was a couple years ago now yeah mm. yeah quite oh my gosh yeah two years ago yeah, that, was, that was a whole rotation ago so two years ago mm-hmm. um, 
And that was sort of when we started getting into Magic the Gathering, uh, building our first decks, etc. Um, so yeah, so yours was just transformed from your Orzhov standard deck then. Yeah, yeah. literally that's what it was. <clears throat> that's pretty cool. Um, and you know, she's probably still your best commander today. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. She's the most consistently strong. Yeah. Like very, she yeah. always, she always does what she needs to do. Yeah. She can, she can kind of solidify within like five or six turns. Yeah. Which is, which is yeah, which is pretty strong. So cool stuff. Uh, Teskalov is one of those commanders which like the deck is just really strong mm-hmm. and Tesa just pushes it over the edge. Mm-hmm. And that makes yeah. her a really powerful commander yeah. when, when the, the deck's strong anyway. But with the commander, it just, you know, it does twice as much. Yeah. Tesa doubles all your death mm-hmm. triggers. So, yeah, Taste Golov is a super powerful commander. Really, really strong one. If anybody was thinking about a fairly simple commander um, that that, <laughs> that carries a lot of weight, Taste is one of those. Yeah. Taste is a good good commander to go with. Um, yeah, there's a lot of fun, you know, sacrifice themes, mm-hmm. aristocrat themes. Uh, and those are always like the most fun things to play, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah. Um, Josh, what was your first commander deck? Do you remember? Nope. <laughs> Would it have been Pirates? I think, I it, think was, it was Pirates. Yeah, yeah. It was either my Grixis Pirates deck or my Jeskai Storm deck. Oh, oh I see. I okay. Yeah, I don't know which one it was. Well, let's, um, let's go over them. Um, who, who commands your Grixis Pirates deck? So my Grixis Pirates, so Grixis is black, red, and blue. And mm-hmm. my commander is Admiral Beckett Brass. Um, who is a pirate lord. She gives all of my pirates plus one, plus one. Mm-hmm. And she has this neat ability, which means that if I hit one player with three pirates in one turn, then at the end of my turn, I get to steal one of their permanents. So the whole mm-hmm. deck is revolved around playing pirates out that uh, have evasion mm-hmm. uh, in one way or another. Like Either they're hasty, or they're flying, or they can't be blocked, or they have death touch. Um and getting damage in trying to get three attacks, like trying to get three pirates uh, into the end zone against yeah. my opponents. Mm-hmm. The stealing things from people is very powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And having being able to permanently steal them as well, not just until end of turn, like a lot of cards, yeah. um, is a very powerful effect. Yeah. There, was a, there was a banned card for that reason. <laughs> Agent of Treachery was banned, because yeah. it was that simply that. So uh, yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. Steal pretty cool. effects are, are really strong. Uh, I like this deck because... Um, there are a lot of hoops to jump through with mm-hmm. Beckett Brass. Beckett Brass herself does not have any evasion, so she is usually not a great candidate for swinging in, mm-hmm. which means it takes time to build up the resources. It isn't impossible to take it apart. The game plan is fairly simple. Um, there are other cards that synergize in the deck which reward me for dealing combat damage. Yeah. Um, so any card that triggers on dealing combat damage, I want because I have a lot of evasive creatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think I built it in the very early days of Commander, um, for me, because I loved the flavor. Yeah. Um, I like. I really. There's something about the the artwork and the style and the flavor text um, of pirate tribal cards mm. that just really appeals to me. Like, That's fair, there's a lot yeah. of really yeah. fascinating characters mm-hmm. um, in pirate tribal, mm. and you know, there's lots of sort of sunny beaches and sailing and, and freedom and mm-hmm. I, I, I really really like oh. the imagery of the deck mm. what you're saying is you want to become a pirate yes <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean only for a little bit just a little bit yeah and, and then, you, then you'll take a shower <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i would like to go on a, a virgin pirate experience mm-hmm. mm-hmm. virgin the company Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was like, just to clarify, not like that a, mean? because they do experience days and stuff. Not like a pirate experience for virgins. <laughs> <But> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's I mean, I was, we do play trying, magic. Yeah, that, that's why I thought. Well, is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, although I do like the flavor of, um, as you mentioned earlier, how Beckett Brass doesn't really attack well herself. Kind of makes sense. She's not like a commander lead them into battle. She's no. kind of like a. You attack, yeah. do things for me, kind of thing. So that makes a bit more sense. I love the the scenery, like the, the law behind Beckett Brass mm. is that um, she, you know, so you know, she uh, the, the card is called um, Admiral Beckett Brass, mm-hmm. um, and well, why is she an admiral if she's a pirate? Mm-hmm. Um, ah, I never thought of that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it is because she is a self proclaimed admiral um, <laughs> because she steals people's ships. 
That's funny. Uh, and and it, it feels like a flavour win. If she gets enough pirates over to the other side, she can commandeer a ship. Yeah. So if yeah. you're hit with three pirates, I steal one of your things. And she starts to build a fleet that way, appoints like herself it. admiral. Um, and I think that the ships that... So I, I, I'm i not 100% sure on the law here, but the ships that she steals that don't make it into her fleet um, get lashed to basically a giant floating flotsam of ships called high and dry um which is Ooh, like terrifying. a <laughs> this is all new information to me yeah, yeah. This is um, cool. <laughs> which is a in in I, I think it's yeah in ixalan's law is a floating pirate town that's so cool that yeah. is pretty sweet yeah yeah um of which you know, i think admiral brass kind of uh is is the the leader the uh, but yeah yeah she has her fleet um and she is like i think uh a governing figure of high and dry, uh, mm. which is yeah, this this pirate That's town. Super and that, cool. It sounds so cool. And you should do a D campaign on it. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is it. Like I've always, the years I've had the deck, I have fantasized about um, having a D and D campaign set uh, where you where you go to this this place. You know, a, a little pirate adventure on high and <laughs> do dry. It. Do it. We want we want to do a D and D campaign. Do it. Do it. Do it's it. been brewing in the depths of my creative well for a while. We'll bring it to the top. <laughs> it, these these things don't just happen. Let it so flow. You have to you have to draw them out. I'm gonna do it. Yep. Time. You can't just can't just, just get do a bucket it. And just, just do the whole tilt your head out. thing. Get the thoughts out. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, I would say as well. Like even though Beckett Bros was your first commander deck, following that, I think you kind of found a different playstyle, didn't you? Oh, oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. You you sort of adapt uh, or not adopted a different playstyle. Mm-hmm. Um, which well, would you like to go over? Yeah, so the pirate deck, whilst I really enjoy it and I love pirates and pirate tribal, um, it was very thematic for me and I actually don't really like the way that the deck plays. It's not mm. really the style of magic that I like. Mm. Um, the second deck that I built was Kaikar Winds Fury mm-hmm. um, and it was a storm deck. So I built it because, one, I was very new to magic and I pulled Kaikar in a pack. <laughs> and I it was in a draft, uh, yeah. so I drafted Kaikar. Nice. Um, I didn't make my draft deck. Uh, it should have, in hindsight. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I didn't know what to do with it. But I wanted to, it was like a cool new mythic, and mm. uh, I wanted to make a deck out of it. Um, and I and two, I wanted to play something that was really difficult to play. Um, I've always been drawn to decks that are really hard to pilot, mm-hmm. um, and so I put together this cantrip storm deck uh, another reason why i built the cantrip storm deck um there are loads of different decks you can build with the kai car I, I built cantrip storm because it's so so cheap yeah um because mm. the idea with kai car is that you play a spell that costs one red mana and draws you a card so that replaces the card in your hand and kai car when you've cast that spell makes you a spirit which you can sacrifice for one red mana mm-hmm. so you've lost no resources playing the spell mm. and then you can chain together a bunch of these spells and then play a storm spell um and make a bunch of copies and that's kind of your win condition um and i really liked how cheap it was to put the deck together because when the best card in your deck the best card that you can draw is a one mana spell that yeah. basically does nothing but draw you a single card yeah. mm. uh, then your deck's going to be really cheap and it was for a new player playing storm is so so difficult like it just fries your brain you have so many triggers to keep a track of um, and getting your storm turn going is really it can be really overwhelming for somebody who's not used to piloting the deck mm. and I, I'm it sounds a little bit masochistic, but I'm really, really drawn to strategies like that. <laughs> uh, I, I really like decks that are hard to pilot, that have really complex decisions. Mm. Uh, decks where I can kind of look back and think, yeah, I can see exactly where that all went wrong. A bit uh, spiky, are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't say so, because I'm know, not that yeah. fussed about winning. Uh, I just like to play decks that are, are challenging for me, not like necessarily strong. Flex your magic muscles. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like to. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> I like decks that are challenging. I, I tend not to like stompy decks. So combo decks are mm. definitely more my speed. Yeah, combo um, kind of control. Mm. Yeah. All right, that's cool. Yeah. So my first ever commander deck is one that I currently don't own at the moment. I had it absorbed. Um, you two still have both of your mm-hmm. uh, first commander decks. So 
that was Rien, Angel of Rebirth, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, she was she was a lot of fun. She was a five mana commander. She costed two uh, red, white, green. So she was in Naya colors. Um, and the the theme around her, well, her abilities were other multicolored creatures you control get plus one plus zero. And if a, another multicolored creature you control would die, it would instead go to your hand. Mm-hmm. So the idea was it was an aggressive creature based deck that would kind of just keep up, you know, you'd keep having gas pretty much. It would never really gas out, um, which was a lot of fun. I had a, uh, a cool few sort of deck decks in there. There was it, Obviously, it was multicolored tribal, basically. So everything was two colors or more. Um, and it was a really fun deck. It was a creature aggro-based deck. Um, one of my favorite cards in that deck that I put in there was... It was a Planeswalker from, I think, either War of the Spark or M20, which I think you now have in Ren and Seri. It's Vivian. Oh, yeah. Um, the one that lets you play your creatures at flash speed. Because that way, it would be a, I'll be able to sort of, you know, if my creatures died... Um, and Rien was still out, I could have, like, I could sort of, it would go back to my hand, I could just flash it in again, mm-hmm. and it was just like a nice sort of repeatable thing, so yeah, it was a really fun deck um, I think I absorbed it because back then, I had this weird thing of not having two decks with the same colour, and that was when I oh, built yeah. Rin and Seri <laughs> um, so I built Rin and Seri Did then, you even play Rin and Seri though? No, I didn't even play me. it <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, so this was a, the next deck I think I built well. So the next deck I built was Lord Wing Grace, and then after that, I was like, I don't want Rien anymore. I want a different Naya Commander because <laughs> Red and Sarah came out, and it was a really cool dog cat tribal. Mm-hmm. I built the deck, and then Sarah was like, Hey Sam, I'm thinking of building Red and Sarah, <laughs> and I was like, Have my deck? Because like, <laughs> like afterwards, I was like, I mean, yeah. I'm not really going to play it that much. I like Wing Grace a lot. At the time, I was really into Lord yeah. Wing Grace, and I would say Lord Wing Grace is my favorite deck now. Um, he is, uh, he is the sort of my, he's my main commander. If I was gonna go into like a, if I was gonna play other people, like new people, I would pick him because he's like my most powerful one, my most impressive deck. Mm. Um, he's a landfall based commander. Well, he can be whatever he wants actually, but the strategy that I picked was landfall, um, and it's really fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a really fun deck. It's also pretty difficult to pilot. There's a lot of sequencing that you need to get right. Um, but yeah, so that was uh, that was my first deck, Rien. It's been so long. Yeah, I can barely even. Like, remember I don't even know that. if we even played. Maybe not. Because <laughs> I remember playing Rien very few times, mm. and the one of the games that I played was against. Uh, it was in the store. It was against you, I think Anne Marie, when yeah. she was playing her Sahili deck. Yeah. Uh, the Sahili Planeswalker Commander and someone else. That was one time that I played. Uh, and I think that's like it. <laughs> yeah, I remember you having it, but you're right. I don't know if we ever actually. I, so I looked through my by the day today. I do still have her and a bunch of the cards. I could just rebuild her. You could. Uh, yeah. I was thinking about rebuilding it because I do have a bunch of the cards still, um, and it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of um, there was like a little dragon sub theme in mm-hmm. there. So there was quite a few elder dragons. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and I had Ataka World Render, which gives all my dragons double strike, which is a really fun card. A lot um, of the um, elder dragons, the powerful ones, yeah. are multicolored. They are multicolored. Some so. of the best multicolored mm. creature spells. So that's why they fit in perfectly. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, and then I was looking through the bind. I was like, maybe I could build like a Gruul Ataka commander, where it's like my dragons and had double strike. Because I've been wanting to build dragons for a while. Yeah. Mm. Um, but Scion of oh no, the Ur Dragon is just too expensive and OP. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, if we take our first commander decks, your Rien multicolored creatures, mm-hmm. um, Tesa, Orzov, mm-hmm. Aristocrats, mm-hmm. and because it makes the question a bit too easy if I go with pirates, I'm mm. going to go with my storm deck instead. Mm-hmm. Um, we went out yesterday to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, we ordered a bunch of drinks, a bunch of cocktails. Uh, what cocktail? Oh, God, okay. Or, or what drink um, would, it, like, if you were <laughs> quintessentially, your, if your only deck was your first commander deck, mm-hmm. the ones that yeah. we've described, what drink fits that deck? What drink? What drink suit? Yeah, if you were to basically cosplay entirely as as Rien. your first deck, <laughs> that'd be a great Rien. <laughs> not not as your commander. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Uh, but as as like uh, embody. Yeah, your if you deck. were to embody, what what drink embodies the spirit of your first commander deck? God. So, well, my deck was quite stompy, and mm-hmm. I would say you know it was red, white, and green. But red green was like the most prominent side of it, mm-hmm. so it was a bit like gruel, stompy kind of thing. With it was also multicolored, um, yes. right? It was the multicolor theme. So yeah, so like oh, a, yeah. maybe like a 
It'd have to be a mix. It'd have you mm-hmm. like a cocktail with like yeah. a bunch of different colors. Something heavy. Like a twist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, yeah. You, nothing simple for you. No. Yeah. It'd, it'd have to be things. I don't think Rien would drink cocktails or my deck would drink cocktails. They seem more like the drink goat's fermented milk or something. <laughs> I mean, if that's what you want your drink to be. <laughs> it's not the one that I but would that's, want. that's straight gruel. Yeah. Like, dr- fermented goat's milk, dare I say, is, <laughs> is straight up gruel. Yeah. But then you've got that element of white uh, as Yeah, well. she is an angel of, yeah. of rebirth. So what about, I don't know, like a cream-based cocktail? Oh, no? What about something tropical? I think tropical yeah. makes sense. Some yeah, kind of fruity wise. tropical cocktail. But then she, she's because she wears like a suit of armor. She's more of like a sort of boss lady, you know. Mm. She's mm-hmm. kind of like a what a what a boss lady. Command- she's a commander, you know. Um. Well, I a boss. <laughs> Speaking as a boss lady. No, no, no. Because I'm just going to interject. It's just a boss. Because uh-huh. you wouldn't say a boss man. Uh huh. So as a boss. <laughs> boss man. Okay. As a boss who has lady parts, but I'm just a boss. I like red wine and gin. Fair enough. So, there you go. <laughs> I, could, okay. I could see Rien being a gin person. I'm a gin person. Yeah. So. Okay. I mean, it could be gin. <laughs> gin has many botanicals, draws from many different sources. Yeah, they definitely mm. have so... a different sort of like a a blood orange gin or something. Yeah, like a flavored gin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'll be my that'll be my cocktail. Yeah. My Magic the Gathering cocktail. <laughs> okay. But what about Taser? Well, so my Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> no, my head immediately Cheeky goes pie. to. Cruel Celebrant, who is one of the cards in the deck, because oh, yeah. my vibe, lover. Oh, yeah, Taser would be a wine drinker. Right, it'd you? be red wine. Oh, I, yeah. I think it would be. I think yeah. Orzov would be. Orzov is the most red wine. Class. Yeah. Kind of like Cersei from yeah, Game of Thrones. Just sort of yeah. Holding it yeah. menacingly. In yeah. Drinking blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Languishing. Right? Straight up red opulence. wine. Opulence. Ooh. Yeah. It's probably two different cards. <laughs> <laughs> Languish and opulence. Yes, those are two different yeah. cards. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that makes sense then. Yeah, red, wine red wine kind of thing. What about you, Josh? Well, well as I said, pirates is a bit too easy. Yeah, you can't um, really. So, <laughs> uh, but storm. So Kaikara's a bird. Kaikara is a bird. Yeah. So I guess it would be water. Uh, sugar water. water from a feeder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like to imagine that some of like the the animal commanders. Like they're powerful. Like even Lord Wingrose is a planeswalker. Yeah. He likes being like pet on the belly or something. Oh yeah, yeah he loves a little belly. card's <laughs> art is her flying through the sky, throwing a big fireball. But I like to imagine that like she'll throw in it her downtime. Y- yeah, she'll throw it and it will be this really cool scene. And then she'll land and she'll just be like. I think that Jeskai Storm. So the idea of Storm is that I'm chaining spells together. Right. And then there's a big finish. So they're like a chain drinker, are they? So I'm thinking, you know, a domino of Jaeger bombs. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a tray of shots. Yeah, yeah. yeah, or a tray of, like, you've got to knock them all together and then knock them all back. Kaikai would go on, like, a pub crawl. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah, I think that the the spirit of... um, uh, of the Kaikar deck, mm. if you pardon the pun, <laughs> spirit, uh, yes. because it's she makes spirits, also spirits drinks. It's yep. a triple pun. We got it, Josh. Oh, it's, yep. it's, it's a triple pun. We, we got it. For um, those in the back that maybe didn't get it, he's explained it for you. <laughs> um, I think the spirit of the Kaikar deck is to keep knocking them back one yeah, after the other. That makes sense. So mm-hmm. yeah, maybe a line of shots. I think that's spot on. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's a cool question. Cool. <laughs> yeah, and I would drink all of those drinks as yeah. well. So that's pretty pretty good you know that's a pretty good sign because i think that it would be very easy for us in our tender state this morning uh <laughs> to not want to think about drinking in the mm. slightest yeah no i yeah absolutely not. <laughs> i think i've probably had my fill of cocktails for a while yeah i was i was thinking the other day like if i'm going out again next week i'm just gonna get wine drunk yeah you're gonna a get wine drunk is great. Drunk. it's a lot better right mm-hmm. i'm realizing now like we I just I think cocktails like I do like cocktails but where we went yesterday it was like they made the cocktail and then just dumped juices and well, sugar just sugar and, just straight sugar yeah. like everything just tasted way sweeter welcome to the off topic section of yeah. our podcast <laughs> remember <laughs> okay. what we said right. earlier different angle okay mm-hmm. um, what are your guys' favourite drinks and based on that favourite drink what kind of magic strategy mm. deck colours colour pair do you think you would it's difficult. Like, it's... Any drink or well, cocktail? 
Uh, any drink. Okay. Any drink. Hmm. I think my favourite drink. I don't really have a favourite drink. I guess I can think of a favourite alcoholic drink, but you I don't can just know. pick one of your favourites. Yeah. That's fine too. This is really difficult. Okay, so I like so my favourite sort of alcoholic drink is rum and coke. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a normal rum and coke. Um, it's pretty basic, <laughs> <laughs> which I, I understand, but I, I don't know who would that Pirates. identify with. Well, um, rum is pretty piratey, yeah. but that's just too not, on the nose. Yeah. yeah, rum and coke isn't. Rum is a spirit though. made from sugar cane, and mm. coke is basically sugar, so it's all very sweet. Very sweet. Very sweet. Um, what, what, what magic? Legendary creature or colour pair would like rum and coke. Well, rum and coke is a very like party drink, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of celebration and party. So maybe something like like uh like Gallia, the gruel legendary creature, where she's like celebrating mm. something like that. Or even even my civic nah. commander. Nah, Gallia is a straight up uh, like beer drinker. college party beers. <laughs> yeah. But that's what that's what comes to mind when it's like rum and coke though. Yeah. Well, for mm. me personally, I guess. That's what I would always drink. You're a little bit above out. the beer. Yeah. Yeah. I do love beer, but rum and coke's sort of my go-to if I was to... Yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. di- it's difficult to associate that with anyone. Yes. Mm. Yeah, that is a tricky one. I Maybe think the mono red because it's boring. I do <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's situational, um, but one of my favourite drinks is an old-fashioned. Mm. Um, I, I will... like If I go out for cocktails, that is my favourite cocktail to get. Okay. Um, so that's whiskey, sugar, bitters, little bit of acid. I like orange. Um, and it just yeah, has this like incredible depth of flavour. It's a very short, sophisticated mm-hmm. kind of drink. Um, Who would you assign that to? Maybe mono green. Do you think so? I was thinking Azorius, actually. I was thinking blue-white. I feel like Azorius would be the... I feel like they would be the cocktail drinkers kind of thing. I don't know actually. What? Maybe not. Because <laughs> they cut. Yes, yeah, so they're sort of like the, the what like the law and order guys, right? They're like the authoritative, yeah, kind yeah. of good good guys. Well, I guess I'm not even really thinking Azorius. I'm thinking blue white. Blue white. But that's yeah. what I associate blue white with. Is sort of the old fashioned is kind of a purist cocktail, uh, and okay. I prefer it in a purist sense. I, I like a traditional old-fashioned i'm not very traditional in a lot of ways <laughs> but when it comes to old fashions yeah i, I like that i like traditional old fashions with just good whiskey a little bit of ice if what do you think any it's well, difficult to assign yeah, a cocktail to a character yeah. it's like easier to assign a character to a yeah, cocktail going on traditional and purist that makes me think white mm-hmm. yeah okay that makes more sense so what's a so what's like a white commander that is that vibe well a lot of the white commanders are soldiers, yeah. which and I can see them drinking whiskey, but not yeah, old fashioned. Not... Creature mm. cards that come to mind when I think of old fashions are actually like things like Leovold, emissary of Trest. Okay, and yeah. Kethis, the hidden hand. Uh, yeah, that so... makes some sense. That's Amzan and Soltai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, I'm I've kind of got this. Maybe or do you know what? I think um, uh, Abzan. And Sultai, right? Uh, the, uh, mm. And then I think um, Yorgmoth. Uh, yeah. I can see him drinking an old fashioned. Yorgmoth. So maybe old fashions are black. <laughs> that makes more sense <laughs> as well. Yeah. That's yeah. what the, all three of those. I can definitely things, see yeah. like Yorgmoth, Thran physician, uh, drinking an old fashioned. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense actually. Drink. Okay. Mm. Okay. What yeah. about you, Sarah? So I'm not going to say red wine or gin because we've already done those for two of our commanders. But that's your favourite, right? What? But then there is... So putting those aside, my favourite mm. cocktail is a Disarano Sour, but without okay. the egg white bittery thing they put. Cause gross. I have no idea what you're talking about, but... they put. Is it... So traditionally a Sour's yeah. is made with raw egg white. That sounds disgusting. Um, it's delicious. Uh, it disgusting. doesn't actually change the taste of the cocktail. Yeah, it All it do does anything to it. is it gives it this really unusual silky texture and also gives you the added excitement of salmonella? waking up with salmonella <laughs> oh um, man um <laughs> yes that sounds amazing so, yeah disarano sour minus the egg white because why mm-hmm. i've um, just described no i don't why i don't agree with the that. excitement living on the edge <laughs> and also if you if you have it as your session drink then Ugh. if you have nine of them in a night you've got like a one in 
Well, you've got like a you've got like a seven in ten chance of contracting a salmonella, oh, and there is no better way to enjoy a night out mm-hmm. than to have a severe hangover yeah, and coupled with Jesus. salmonella poisoning. Sounds disgusting. <laughs> but without that, it's your favourite cocktail. Yes. Really? It's okay. really nice. Fair enough. Because I don't like super sweet ones either. I mean, I I will drink them, but it's not my choice. But Disarana Sour isn't everywhere because whiskey sour is like the one that is in more places, but I'm not a whiskey fan. Mm-hmm. So so what? So, it, what's Disarana Sour? It's lemon sugar, orange, and almond liqueur. Yeah. Uh, so which is, the... is very nice. Mm-hmm. There's sort of a fruitiness, but there's a nutty kind of flavour profile to it. Um and it is supposed to be, you know, frothy and, and delicious. And it's, 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 it is a nice drink. It is. Um, but what colours is it? So what I was trying to associate it with was the fact that, obviously, without the egg whites, it's kind of the the modern version of it or whatever. It's like the, the non having it non-traditionally, you'd be like, yeah. that, oh, I don't like how it normally is. Mm-hmm. That gives me, like, is it vibes for some reason. Okay. Because, because it's like they're kind of like the modern... <clears throat> like technologically kind of advanced they'd be the sort of new generation if mm-hmm. that makes sense and they're like i don't like doing things the old way yeah, yeah. I, I can i can just imagine and is it a, a promising is it guild mage yeah approaching ral and saying <laughs> i have a new invention right <laughs> okay uh I, I have i have this 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 drink here and ral's like is that a disferado sours let me try that what what is this oh my god it doesn't have the silky smooth texture and i don't feel like i've got salmonella and then <laughs> the the guild mage says yeah i took the egg whites out and they get a promotion because of how yeah. inventive They're like, oh my god yeah. Yeah. how smart like this is this is pushing the envelope even for the is it league <laughs> yeah. this is brave this is brilliant mm-hmm. and then of course they take it to niv and mm. uh niv you know takes a little sip out of the glass Somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how does Niv speak? Yes, Roar. please. Hmm, how does Roar. Niv speak? Roar. I'm a dragon. Yeah. Roar, I'm a dragon. <laughs> um, it punctuates every sentence, either at the beginning or the end, with Roar, I'm a dragon. Just so everyone's aware. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he takes a sip and he's like, holy fuck, there's no salmonella in this. <laughs> <laughs> Who thought of this? This, this is, is brilliant. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what were we of... talking about? Um, <laughs> what, what? What that would associate? Yeah. What does Rana so... Sour Commander something like that? I don't know. You've got yeah, the soft I mean, topic now. I, I think that based on that incredibly absorbing scene I've just described, it's got to be is it? So it's, is it? Okay. okay. I'm yeah, down with that. Enough. All right. So that's the. Uh... Our cocktail off-topic section, I suppose. Yeah, well, we, we did say we go off-topic, so, you know, yeah. we're starting as we mean to go on. Well, to go back on-topic, there mm. was one more question I wanted to ask you guys. It's kind of like an introdu- introduction to uh, our podcast. Um, what is your favourite magic card of all time? doesn't have to be, like, the most iconic one, just your favourite one. Mm. Mm. Difficult question. I can go first, if you like. Yeah, I have please. thought about this. So, my favourite magic card of all time is Spawn of Mayhem. Spawn of Mayhem is so cool, right? So Spawn of Mayhem, it's a four mana card. It's a four mana demon or devil, one of the Ds. Um, it's <laughs> it costs two black black, so it's in mono black colors. Uh, it has flying trample, and it's a four four, mm. and it has spectacle for one black black, meaning you can pay it. You can play it for three mana if an opponent has lost life this turn. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be. It can be. A three mana four four flying trample creature, and it it has um, at the beginning of your upkeep you deal one damage to yourself, so we'll deal one damage to every player. Mm-hmm. So it pings everybody, and if an opponent has ten or less life, it gets a counter. So it's just such a cool card. The artwork of it, the spawn of mayhem. It's this devil that's like flying through this ravaged city with like a ball chain in one hand, yeah. and it's just like fucking shit up, <laughs> and it looks really awesome. It's from War of the Spark, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I played it in my... So it was one of my favourite cards to play in... When I played Standard, uh, I played Mono Black Aggro with Spawn of Mayhem and Rotting Regisaur as the top end, uh, which is like the three-mana top end. And man, that card is just so much fun. Like, it's it's really, really cool artwork. It just feels great when you when you do like a three-mana 4-4 four, four flying trampler, deals one damage every turn, mm. yeah. just destroying your opponent. And just... It, whenever I see that card, it just gives me good vibes, you know? Yeah. It's like, okay. it, it embodies my Magic the Gathering personality of just <laughs> yeah. fucking shit up. So, 
that's my favorite card, and it's just a badass card as well. Like Spawn mm-hmm. of Mayhem. Yeah. yeah. Like Mayhem ensues. It's it's a very kind of it's a powerful name. It's powerful. Yeah. It's metal. You know. Mayhem. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So that's my favorite card of all time. I have a couple um, that yeah. I, I really can't pick between. Yeah, just a couple of, of my ahead. favorite cards. Um, one of them is. Uh, one of them I play, and one of them I've never played in my okay. life. Uh, uh, what, uh, so one of them is Jeskai Ascendancy. Oh, yeah. um, hmm. It's a super powerful card, and it will go in any Jeskai deck that mm-hmm. I think I would make, because it's just so good. Mm. Um, but the artwork for it looks like <laughs> a TV show that I really yeah. want to watch. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's like a, a squad, a Jeskai squad. There's <laughs> and there's a there's a like a human monk there in orange robes. Mm. Um there's like a gin monk who's standing like big and blue. That's pretty cool. Uh, there's I think there's an insect one. There's, yeah, there is. there's an AVR, like a bird person. Um, and they're all kind a of bird person. Yeah. <laughs> bird person. <laughs> uh, and it looks it looks like the uh, it, it looks like it's about to cut up like it, it's it's a scene looking at yeah. the squad of heroes it looks like it's about to cut up to just the title credit of this yeah. show like that i really want to watch squad. yes yeah, yeah. Um, and it just looks so cool and i uh, i've actually looked into the lore of the card to see like oh my god do these characters exist in magic mm-hmm. is there more of a story here because i really want to know more about the story behind this yeah uh, and so it, yeah i like it because I love the artwork, and it's almost like a story prompt for me. Looking at that artwork, yeah, like I have, it, it kicks off these this train of thought of this whole adventure. Um, just just on the looking at this one card, that's pretty cool. Um, and the other one is Artful Takedown. Um, Artful Takedown. So oh, yeah, the, yeah. This yeah. is a card that I've never played because it's not very good. Uh, <laughs> but the artwork is so so cool. Yeah. Um, so I really like rogues. Uh, mm. I, I, as much as I like pirates, I really like uh, like fantasy assassin. Yeah, and... rogues like with the, the hood up and all black and throwing knives and uh, and rolling and parkour and stuff. <laughs> parkour. <laughs> um, parkour. And uh, artful takedown is like an I think it's an instant. Uh, it's not got a very powerful ability. It's it's uh, in Demir colors, so it's mm. blue and black. Uh, and the artwork is a roguish character. Who looks like he has just jumped down from I don't know like uh, a rooftop and landed to take down his target, uh, but then you, uh, an unlucky witness, have seen it happen, and so while he's taking down his target, he's thrown a knife at you, <laughs> and it's such a dynamic piece of artwork. That's pretty cool. I really, really like it. Like it just. Again, it just tells so much of a story, and, and I, I look at it and I think, what was he doing? Who's he taking down? And and I've like the scene starts to play in my head. And I think it's just so dynamic. Yeah. Um, and it's just one of my favorite cards for that reason. Yeah, artwork tends to be a big sort of factor when it comes to the the cards that I like. Um, Did as, you get it up there? As it was. No. Uh, do you, would you mind getting it up? Yes. Because I think what you, you got. Uh, it's called Artful Takedown. <laughs> um, <laughs> sold it to us. Yeah. <laughs> I think you guys need to see the artwork to know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, if you're listening and you don't know the card, look it up. It's just yeah. I think you'll know what I mean when you see it. It's some of the most dynamic artwork I've seen on a Magic card. <laughs> nice. Let's have a look here. Oh, this one. Yes, you've shown yeah. me this one before. That is pretty bad. The badass. next image like the rain is better. As well. Ah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, this is like That's pretty sweet. He's, he's backlit. There's and you think you know is like an an inner tavern behind him, and it's all warmly lit. But it's a raining night, and it's oh, it's just so That's cool. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. The kunai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Sarah. Have you had uh, any thought as to what you would label your favorite card of all time? Like including it could be it could be a terrible card, but it's just really cool artwork. It could be whatever you want. I really like the artwork on Damnation. Damnation, remind me, is that the board wipe? Uh, yes. Yes, there's quite a few um, artworks for that. Is there? Yeah, because th- it was in the Strixhaven archives, maybe. Oh, maybe it's not. Yeah, it's called Damnation. Yeah, uh, this one. Yes. Can you describe yes. it. It's pretty cool. That's pretty like epic, you know. Epic black massive moon thing destroying everything it looks like it's just a black hole i want it to be a moon what, what is yeah what is that is that like a, i don't know a magical thing entity do you know just well it looks to me like a black hole so it's a white background uh, and then it looks like a black hole absorbing 
everything. Uh, everything. I like the artistic sort of the the the, the messy painting. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a gorgeous. It's painting. a really good. Yeah. yeah. I wanted it as a play mat, um, but I can find it anywhere. It doesn't. Oh. It doesn't exist. It's a very. Yeah, it's a very pretty card. That is. I like it. I do not mean to discredit the artist who is Kev Walker mm. um, by saying this, but it looks like Seb McKinnon art. Um, which right, is okay. which is a compliment because yeah. Seb McKinnon's art in Magic I would say the he's Gathering the most famous is... sort of Magic the Gathering artist. Oh yeah, he's yeah. He's, he's made some gorgeous uh, Magic cards. I like really, his really Soul amazing. Herder. Soul mm-hmm. Herder's got great artwork. So creepy. Yeah, I would mm. say it's it's kind of like ethereal and creepy. Mm. Um, just my vibe. Mysterious. Yeah, and these are yeah. all just like people that are dead. I think, yeah, people maybe. Yeah, people. I think largely. They are hella dead. Like a pile of people there. Yeah. It's a very guttural, kind of visceral. Looking at this card, I don't know if you guys get this, but I feel like I can hear this card when I look at the artwork. Do you I don't know think what I, I mean? can hear it. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of more envisioning the sort of the, the scene of just this horrible thing. Like, imagine you're just like at war and then all of a sudden. I think it'd be silent. I think that's what I felt. Like, it's, it, it sounds it's to scary. me like, yeah. you know, uh, if you can imagine the sound that it, in sci-fi movies when there's a, uh, a hole in the spaceship and all the air's being sucked oh, yeah, out, yeah. That, that noise, like where there's a sudden absence of sound, yeah. but air rushing past, Okay, yeah. um, that's what it kind of feels like it, was, a very, it like, sounds like to me. There's a very terrifying feeling that's... Mm-hmm. Uh, Coming from this artwork, yeah, we're we're pretty big artwork nerds. Yeah, um, when it comes to it, we do like cards for their art, and uh, oh, yeah. it's just such a such an important part of Magic, Magic for me. Gathering, yeah, yeah. Is, is the artwork like it the, is. It's it's such a huge part of the game. I think like the amount of effort that Magic uh, that Wizards put into the artwork on Magic cards, even like completely mediocre cards like Artful Takedown, which is never being played by anybody because it's not yeah. a very good card at all but it has some of my favorite artwork ever you know yeah yeah this week in magic the gathering news there has been so there is there is a little bit of uh hype at the moment i would say um for obviously we won't know much about it because we again we're not playing arena mm-hmm. but uh recently they are well they're currently sort of spoiling a new set for arena and it's a little bit. Of, it's a little bit controversial because it's an arena only set. It's okay. not being printed in paper. Is that the first time that's happened? First time it's ever okay. happened. So, it's called Historic Jumpstart Horizons or something. Sure. So basically, <laughs> it's it's a mix of new cards for arena as well as importing some of the Modern Horizons cards. Mm-hmm. So because we recently went over Modern Horizons two and, and there was Modern Horizons one as well. So they're sort of importing some of those cards to arena, but they have introduced new cards explicitly for arena because they only work in arena uh for example there's a card that lets you uh pay x mana and you discard a card from your hand and you create a creature token that's a completely random creature in magic the gathering entirely oh, so that's why it's only gonna so work it's in only arena. possible that's, that's really cool. through magic arena mm. and there's there's cards that are like uh target creature permanently gets minus one minus one which okay. means yeah. not like a counter this... even if it bounced to your hand it would still have minus mm-hmm. one, minus mm-hmm. one when you play it. There's this, yeah, it's a new keyword called perpetually. Perpetually, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah, so, so not permanent. Uh, there are two cards, um, both related to Davriel, mm. the, uh, which was printed in War of the Spark, the um, which give a creature perpetually minus X, minus X. Mm. So if you were to give a creature minus one, minus one, and it dies... In the graveyard, it still has minus one, minus one. Right, okay. If you bring it back, it, it still, still has, has minus, minus one. Because yeah. it has, it, it's, it's to do with sort of like when you have cards that care about the power and toughness of a card in your hand, maybe. Right. That mm-hmm. would count towards, okay, it would yeah. be minus one towards that. And they've um, actually already, those cards have already been banned. Did you know this? <laughs> have they? Um, what, in the arena? Yeah. In, in historic brawl. In historic brawl. Because... You can minus, like, you can you can perpetually debuff <laughs> someone's commander, yeah. and they can never. Yeah, do anything, yeah. yeah, they can. Why they did they can ban those cards? Why did they just make a rule that overrules that in a command zone? If it goes to the command yeah. zone, it loses its perpetual. Yeah, that would <laughs> make more sense. Anyway, yeah. So there has uh, well, first of all, what do you guys think of that? What do you guys think of an arena-only set of cards that only function on arena and haven't been printed in paper? I do not see the problem with this at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this is actually exactly 
what wizards should be doing mm. with the arena client is um is making things for it that can only work in arena like this is wizards taking advantage of the um of the strengths of the digital platform Mm -hmm. um in some ways paper magic is better in some ways digital magic is better Mm. and it makes perfect sense for wizards to try to play to the strength of digital magic by putting in mechanics that aren't possible otherwise yeah um like there are things that there are loads of things in magic that you can only do oh no that was annoying. That's fine. <laughs> Carry on. There are loads of things in magic that you can only do in paper. Uh, like, I don't know, playing with slightly custom kitchen table rules. Like, you just mm. have so much more customization mm. yeah. in paper. Um, whereas, there are loads of things in paper magic that, yeah, it would just be too, like, let's say playing a 400 card deck. You, you couldn't it's do that. Legal. In, yeah. yeah, it is legal, but you can't do it in paper because it would take you too long to shuffle. Yeah. But it is possible digitally. And I have no problem at all with okay. Wizards encouraging um, different ways to play Magic that are only possible digitally. So I'm all for this. And I really, I don't really get, or I don't see at the moment, mm. um, what the complaints are. Okay. What about you, Sarah? Yeah, I'm just, so I don't particularly like a lot of how arena runs and how wizards mm. choose to deal with it but i do agree that it it should be seen as a little bit separate from paper magic and mm. if, if you can do things on it that you can only do like and they make it better mm. why not do it so yeah the other side to the controversy i'm not too well versed on this but i would say a majority of the community is not happy with this and the reason being is because arena being as we know the kind of predatory client yeah. that it is it's like having having a paper magic is uh, or having arena is, is is a way to play paper magic right online yeah that's what it was initially and mm-hmm. that's what it is for people now is being able to play magic mm-hmm. but not in on like being yeah. able to play online and now it's becoming something different similar to a game like hearthstone or hearthstone which we haven't played but obviously hearthstone is in a it's more popular as a digital uh, game mm. and more as an eSport. Um, but I mean, there's so many complaints about that game being predatory, yeah. pay to win, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and what people are sort of scared about is the direction that Arena would be going if that was the case. Because uh, with the way they have done it as well, you can't buy packs for this set. It's only available through the Jumpstart uh, have you got? Are you guys familiar with Jumpstart and how it works? No, so I'm you not. you pay for the event and you get uh, to pick like uh, packets of cards and you mesh, mesh them together to make a deck. Mm. So you okay. get like an angel packet and a dinosaur packet and you, okay. they're twenty card packs and you make a forty card deck out yeah. of them. Um, so that's what they've done and that's the only way to acquire them other than wild cards. Yeah. Uh, there's no packs for yeah. it, which is a lot of people are complaining because like if I wanted to complete this set, I would have to pay like maybe a ridiculous amount of money and win the event plenty of times yeah. like it but this is the thing that's what that's what i don't like about arena yeah is the, the way they have structured the event is awful um it's all about how much money they can make like i don't yeah. think it's a problem that things will only exist on arena i think mm. that's fine i do get like i hadn't considered that but i do understand that you're saying arena is going to become something that it wasn't mm. maybe the way you deal with that is they make MTG Online better, but keep it as just <laughs> yeah. a paper magic. Oh, God. We've been wanting that for a long time. <laughs> yeah, but maybe if Arena is going to become its own entity, a different yeah. version of magic, then maybe they make MTG Online not shit. Yeah, well, this is the thing. I haven't actually looked into whether or not this would be a thing in, on MTGO. Because, um, again, they're like Arena exclusive, but there's no reason for it not to be possible on MTG Online. Yeah, that's a good point. But at the same time, MTG Online has the whole actual currency yeah. trading system and mm-hmm. having being able to like cash in your cards that's not going to work if your cards don't exist yeah <laughs> you know so um it, it's difficult i'm not with you guys on this one no no i don't really agree with much of that controversy mm-hmm. um so the people who are saying uh if i want to complete the set it's going to cost x amount mm. yes collecting things for the sake of collecting them yeah. costs a lot of money uh, and you can't complain about that, I don't think, because, well, why do you need to complete the set? Maybe so it's, not completing it's, the set. Yeah, it's not like the matter of completing the set, it's getting the cards. Yes, so yeah. if, if we're talking about getting the cards um, to play competitively, mm. the wild card system in Arena 
is really good. Like, even yeah. on MTGO, there are cards that cost upwards of £100. Yeah. And in Arena, they would cost a single rare or mythic wild mm-hmm. card. Mm. And that is better. Uh, that's better than just buying endless packs trying to get the card. Um, and it kind of levels everybody. For the cost, like, one wild card is worth pretty much the same to everybody. Yeah. Um, and so everybody has the same access to the really rare and expensive cards. Right. Yeah. Wizards handles distribution of wild cards terribly. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I think that um, if you just said you can only get these cards by buying packs, you can't craft them, mm. I would that be would, outraged. Would be yeah, yeah, that yeah. But if it's you can only get these cards through crafting them, not buying packs, mm. fine. Buying packs is the part of magic that I actually dislike the most. Yeah. It's the yeah. least like it's 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 the least efficient way to get the cards that you want. That's also the um, only way you can get wild cards is buying packs. You can get them by playing. Can you? Well, no, you can get packs by playing and then you yeah. can open those packs. Okay, I, I don't know if the issue is cuz I agree. I I'm very much a buy singles person. I don't get packs. So I don't know why you'd want to do it. Yeah. But I think it's that why bring out something new? But make it that little bit more exclusive. It, you can give yeah. packs is a thing on. As far as I'm aware, correct me if I'm wrong, so I'm not super familiar with arena. But that mm. any set you can get as a pack, right? I would, I would say that this entire thing was an extension of the outrage from Strixhaven. The Strixhaven archives were cool, but it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. was Brainstorm a rare? Yeah. Why yeah. was Abundant Harvest mm-hmm. a rare? That was simply because they wanted people to buy more packs, to get more wild cards, to spend more because they know yeah. that their rare yeah. wild cards yeah. are they are rare. Yes. And it's an, it's an extension of that outrage, I think. Yeah, so but... that's it. Like, I think that um, when you look at these components individually, like the way that this set's being released on Arena, mm. the exclusivity of certain cards in Arena, I don't have a problem with any of those. I actually think that these are good things that Wizards are doing. Mm. But um, Wizards handles the distribution of wild cards badly because arena is very predatory mm. and it it comes back to it, it comes back to complaining about the same thing that we've been complaining about yeah. since day one uh, so there's nothing new here actually i think that the changes that wizards are making are good ones they're just not addressing the underlying predatory uh behavior uh, of the arena client mm. and like those the, the issues are the same but they're new though the they changes are fine do they're doing it in new ways like yeah. making like I said making brainstorm whatever a rare or mythic whatever it was that's a new way of being predatory it's all predatory it's all the same kind of thing but it's a, a new way it's a it's, new way yeah, they've they, made they, it. they have they're not showing any signs of stopping yeah they're, they're not, not listening any, they're, they're yeah. going to yeah. further. I agree with yeah, that yeah they're not listening to anything anybody is saying because i'm sure there is nobody that thinks that arena the how the, it works is good in that way there can't be anyone that goes oh it's no. really great that yeah exactly yeah so they're not listening to it and they're just doing it in more ways mm-hmm. and that's the not what you should do as a company trying to make your customers happy yeah if wizards cared at all about fostering the, the community uh, then, yeah they would be <laughs> they would be listening to the community yeah and they, yeah there would be a lot less rich but they would have uh, they're all uh, right though. They the, can probably the, stop being rich. Well, not stop being yeah, rich. Yeah, well, you know, they're, they're, they're okay now. You can trade in some of those millions for a little bit of community good faith. Yeah, it's, yeah. Be, it's because like the the wizard's staff or like the you know the the, the higher ups aren't people that play magic. They are yeah. businessmen and mm-hmm. they are corporate. And they would you know if they treat it like a like a stock. I would say they're more yeah. they're more yeah, kind the of those decision people. makers. A Hasbro. And, and yeah. if they if if wizards were to suffer as a company they'd just move on to a different game company mm-hmm. and be like yeah i was part of wizards when it was really good so i'm really good at my job which is fair yeah. like I mean, it doesn't mean it's right but that is that how business works and yeah. it shouldn't be different because it's a game business but mm. i do think that that it's, it's there are games that have better hospitality and community offers things like hollow knight for example team yeah. cherry are a great company mm-hmm. um yeah. uh but looping back uh, ultimately, I think that the changes that Wizards have made in the Arena client here, I have no problem with. Mm. I do not think that they're bad changes. I think that the complaints that we're seeing are not about the changes that Wizards have made. They're about the changes that Wizards have always refused to make. Yeah. But they're just doing it in new ways, which is... And that's what's annoying. They're just doing it in new ways, so they're not listening at all. No, they're not. Um, but that, that that that's separate, I think, to... Uh, 
whether this new arena set is is a good idea or not. I think it is a good idea. I think that um, you know, separate from everything else, the these these things that are coming to arena are good things for Magic. But what about the direction that it's going in terms of? It's it's already in a bad place, yeah. and it's not going in a better direction. Uh, and yeah, that's not a good thing, but it's also not um, getting any worse. It's just doing. They're just doing the same thing that they've yeah. always done. Yeah. It's just to me, it's like <clears throat> things like well, things like historic. First of all, I guess it, this makes more sense now because things like historic as a format, does it's not a paper format. It doesn't really see playing paper. It could be, um, but obviously nobody plays historic in, in paper. I, I don't know. I guess there's no reason why there wasn't. Well, it wasn't like historic tournaments because it is a fun format, mm-hmm. but it's just easy to play in arena because the card pool is. It's an arena card pool, mm. but now going into the future, it's a split, completely split. Like if you had like a magic tournament, there would have to be a side that plays paper, and they're playing a completely different format yeah. to the arena people playing on the computers. Yeah, because there are literally cards that don't exist in the paper side. Yeah, that's where I think it 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 becomes. It's it's basically it's becoming a different game, in not entirely, but it's becoming a different entity in itself which is it's not an yeah, online version of magic anymore that's it's, what it is it's, yeah it's its own version it's magic of, arena yeah, yeah yeah it's a separate thing and that, that i understand yeah. the outrage around that like that not, is a like, fine thing but it's also not because it was meant to be a replacement for empty it feels like it was meant to be a replacement for mtg online which is which is exactly paper <laughs> yeah. magic online and if that's what people want from it then it is yeah i can understand why you'd be outraged about it changing to its own thing mm-hmm. but change isn't necessarily bad it's just a, yeah it's it's something i guess we'll, we'll, f- we'll find out in due time if yeah. it's you know whether an arena will be successful as it's by itself pretty much um, yeah we'll see we'll see what happens which most likely will be due to well this yeah, past sure year it has will been be. um there are enough people that play it it's never yeah. going to i don't think, like magic we all complain about wizards but I, i'm i'm not going to stop playing magic because yeah. I don't like wizards. Yeah. Like they would have to do something awful really bad. Yeah, for me to boycott a hobby that I really enjoy. They'd have to be like super racist or something. That's what I mean. It would yeah, it wouldn't be <laughs> They've their... been super racist. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um I I don't really partake in any of the things that Wizards put out. Like I tend to buy singles from game stores. Yeah. Yeah. Um local game stores and play a lot of paper magic mm. uh, and I don't really partake in arena or wizards events and things uh, and I see that as a you know a different thing if like if wizards were to do something really really awful maybe I'd stop buying magic cards altogether mm. I don't think I'd stop playing magic with the cards that I've got that makes though sense, mm. yeah. I wouldn't want to support them yeah mm. but you already have what you have so it's not yeah you're just depriving yourself of something you enjoy right mm-hmm. yeah if you've yeah. got a basketball <laughs> and um, the basketball you'd company, never have a basketball. the basketball company, why not? Because well, you're I've, fat. I've played basketball in an arcade against you and you missed every shot. <laughs> I told you I was letting you in. You know, you apparently let me win on Mario Kart, which you also didn't. Which but I did. Distraction. All, all the sports Distraction. Get, It's fine, we said it in the intro. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you had a basketball uh-huh. and then the basketball company killed your parents do you throw away the basketball actually probably yeah you would it would yeah. be a constant <laughs> reminder yeah okay <laughs> that was Not really that energy. was really intense that, well, like, if, if wizards of the coast killed my parents well, i probably wouldn't want to play magic yeah ever because again. Okay, it, would yeah. Remind, <laughs> it would remind you it would remind you of that that wasn't a good analogy, it can't be a personal experience yeah, it has to be if a basketball company said that they hate blacks and <laughs> whoa <laughs> Well, that's, that's something that would be terrible. All right, we should stop with the analogies because <laughs> you know what they say: analogies are as difficult as You're such an idiot explaining um, analogies. Analogies are as difficult as so dumb. Is this a bit that you? are Yeah, because yeah. he's not doing an analogy. I see. Because yeah. they're difficult. Because they're difficult um, as. But then he's not doing an yeah. analogy because you shouldn't do an analogy. Get it? It's really dumb. <sighs> no, because they're difficult. 
You've explained it. It's killed. It was so funny. Sammy's... And you guys have just killed that. Sammy joke. didn't get it. Dead. I've been. <laughs> he was waiting for you to <laughs> finish the sentence. I've been every conversation I've had for the past week. I've been trying to steer in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> and it was massively underappreciated. Maybe, maybe this has taught you a lesson. No, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. I'm Bye. Not with this. <laughs> Bye then. Yeah. We'll finish Screw it. You guys. Well, that was episode yeah, one of Chatterstorm. Storm. Episode one. Uh, we've already lost one of our hosts, so. But it's the last one, so it's totally fine, yeah, it's right? Totally fine. We can carry this, me and you, Sammy. All right. Uh, yeah, that'll be the end of our first one. So, hope you guys enjoyed. <laughs> yep. Um, analogies are as hard as anything. In terms of distractions, there will always be them, <laughs> but this I is. I said it better. Is... Go Shut away. Up. You've, you're left. Chatterstorm is a two person podcast. Yeah. Okay? It'll be more structured. We're all a bit hungover. We're, we're all a bit hungover. It's We're a bit of a mess. This is exactly what you signed up for. Yeah. So, have a great day, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, this is so awful. <laughs> <laughs> it went funny, funny.